And then we're going to be on our way. It's been a three-day uh, fasting going on. On the first day, Pastor Mary exhorted us and gave us five powerful points that I think everyone should remember and continue to dwell on. Number one, she said, that you need to know what you are believing God for. There should be no doubting about you need to be crystal clear what it is you're looking for God to do. And then number two, she said we should find the appropriate scripture that delivers that promise. Because as we've said here before, if you're going to use faith, if you're going to spring forward in faith and use your faith, that faith must be based upon something that redemption promised us. And then number three, and this is very, very important for those of us that are in a hard place right now. He said, take your eyes off your present condition. Because sometimes the condition that we really laser focus on has a way of presenting itself bigger than our God. But God is bigger than any situation that you and I may be faced with. And then number four, she said, and this is, this, this, all the points are really powerful. Number four, she said, don't settle for anything less than what God promised. And I know for a fact in this walk of faith, you believe in God, you are moving on because we already said that success is a journey, not a destination. And as you are moving along the journey, there is going to be the likelihood that along the way, something will be offered you that's less than what God promised. And if care is not taken, you want to settle for the less. But I'm saying to you tonight, there's more for you. Amen. God has more for you. Look at what Pharaoh did to Moses in Egypt. The day of deliverance was at hand. And Pharaoh began to negotiate with him. Okay, you guys want to go, all right. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to let you men go, but keep your wives here. For people now, see me and you, we look at that now. It, it, it may not be as big to us, but for a people who had been impoverished and in bondage for 400 years, any release was a good release. Yes. Any relief, well, wow, some of us can go, ah, I take it. Moses said no. Why did he say no? He knew what God promised. The issue is not some of us living. The issue is all of us are living. If there's anything in this hour, in this season that you and I are in, if there's anything that can deceive us, is this issue of compromise. Settling for less. And for people who don't have a lot of things, you don't, you, you, you're striving, you're fighting, you're trusting God, sometimes the little that the devil offers you may be a lot more than what you have right now. But I'm saying to you, say no to it. Pharaoh come back and say, okay, okay, your wife, okay, maybe, maybe your children. Oh, keep your kids here. Can you imagine that? Moses said, no. Then he said, okay, you guys can leave, but leave your cattle. Ah, he understands that these, these Israelites, their life and their cattle are intertwined. He knew that. So he was offering them carrots. Something to keep them connected to Egypt 
so they will never belong to Canaan. And I'm saying to you tonight, in the name of Jesus, every connection to Egypt, you will disconnect, you will not compromise, you will not look back, you are going to look front to the promises of God in Jesus' name. We are not settling for less. We are settling for more. Because God has promised us more. And then the last point she mentioned was that we should get in a place of praying. Because praying has a way of helping me and you align ourselves to the purposes of God. God has already, he's already done what he's going to do. My prayer does not get God in the, in the laboratory to manufacture something. Paul makes that clear to us in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. That we've been blessed with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. It's already done. The issue is me and you coming to a place of alignment where we can believe and trust and stand for what God has already promised and delivered. Amen? Oh man, then last night, Brother Larry came and just, it was, it was too good. How many of you guys were here last night? The rest, the rest of you that were not here, you have to pay us some money. <laughs> ah, he used the Hebrew 11 one, the Amplified Translation. Now faith is the title deed of the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And the point I was making is the faith of God in you and I is a title deed. You know what a title deed is? Oh my goodness. Did you guys that sell real estate? You want to buy a house. You go to the bank and you borrow money. And the bank says, okay, we're going to lend you money for your house for 30 years or 15 years or 10 years, whatever the case may be. And for the 10, 15 or 30 years, you're making payments every month. The house don't belong to you. It belongs to the bank. God helps you. Finally, you write the check for that last payment. And you mail it off. And they are forced by law to respond and send you a title deed. Which means the house belongs to you free and clear. <laughs> now bring that thought to your faith. Anything God promised already, God said it's a title deed in your account. And I just want to leap up from there tonight and then we want to pray. Let's go to Mark 16. Oh, and by the way, by the way, I got a text this afternoon. And somebody actually told me, I said, listen, the, the guy that preached last night, uh, he said, can he preach again tonight? Because they went home and got some uh, uh, unspeakable checks in the mail. $2,000. I mean, it, it's true. The person said, $2,000 came in the mail. If this guy can preach every night and get $2,000... <laughs> Hey, we can send Pastor Bank in the retirement. <laughs> Amen. No, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, we are in a season. I am telling you, I can taste it, I can feel it, I can sense it. Heaven is opened, seals are broken, manifestations are showing up in the name of Jesus. Even as I'm speaking, even as I'm speaking. Since the last time we did the job thing, people are, people are getting some incredible jobs. It's happening. But we're going to save that testimony for the next time. So we don't spill the beans. Did you, are you enjoying your new job? Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. 
Mark 16. Mark 16. Mark 16. Verse 15, and I'm reading from the Amplified. Amplified translation. Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. He who believes and then in parentheses, who adheres to and trusts in and relies on the gospel and him who, whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust in and rely on the gospel and him whom it sets forth will be condemned. Now, let, let me just stop there. We are talking about believing God. And that word, that term believe is, what, is, is one that we really use in the church so freely until I'm not sure we fully, truly understand what it means. And that's the reason I read from the Amplified Translation. Please pull it back up again. Mark 16. Verse... Yeah, that's good. There are three dimensions to believing. Adventure, you are wondering why things have not happened or they are not happening as fast as you want them to happen. When Jesus said, Believe, there are three dimensions associated with that word that we need to fully comprehend. Number one, believe means you trust Him, and you can only do that with your heart. Blessed is the man whose trust the Lord is. That's what David said in Psalm 32. So the first dimension is you have to you have to trust. You have to you have to trust. Wow, God, God exists, He is real. And if I ask and take a poll here tonight, many of us say, Yeah, I trust God. But the thing about God is He does not just leave it at just trusting. Because if that's the way it's left then many of us can camouflage and say, I trust God, and I'll never know whether they trust God or not. Because I cannot open your heart and see it. But there's a second dimension. If I truly trust God, then I must escalate my trust of God to adherence. What does that mean? What does adherence look like? What does it look like? To adhere to something means I'm complying. I'm doing it. In other words, there is no such thing as trusting God and I'm lacking the accompanying evidence in works. Actually, if I was to put this thing chronologically, it would be trusting God, it would be relying on him, and it would be adherence. Trusting means your heart. Reliance now means no matter what I'm seeing around me, no matter what my circumstances are saying, do you know circumstance talk? Yes. You know that, right? Because Jesus looked at the truth and said, and he said unto it. And he answered it. <laughs> For Jesus to answer it, the truth was talking to him. 
When you open your fridge and there's no food, it's talking to you. When you go to the gas station and you put your uh, ATM card in the machine and it says insufficient fund, it's talking to you. Amen? So your circumstances do talk to us. So we must also voice what we say we trust by talking back to it. And when we fully trust God, we cannot be repeating what the circumstance is saying. We have to repeat what God has said. Who has believed that report? The Bible says. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Let every man be a liar and let God be what? True. You go to the doctor's office and he gives you a bad report and say this and this and this and this and that. Well, you can accept it and say this is gospel. Or you can speak back to it and say, yes, I know what I trust in and I'm relying on the word of God to make it change and bring a difference. So we trust it, we rely on it, and then we adhere to it, which is the doing part. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. There are some people that have mastered saying that they trust. They have mastered the confession of just speaking what they don't even believe. But where the rubber meets the road is that third dimension. Adherence. This is where heaven and hell knows that you are a believer. Because you trust it, you speak it, and you are doing things in conformity with what you trust and what you speak. That's where manifestation comes. Now, let's look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. How many dimensions of believing did I say tonight? What's the first one? What's the second one? What's the fourth, third one? Exactly. So I must trust God. I must say what God is saying. And then I need to do it. That's why James says, faith without works is dead. It's absolutely dead. If I believe what God said, then I'm going to move. When God told Abraham, I'm going to make you of a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And on and on and on. We are told a few verses later, Abraham arose and left. You cannot believe God and stay in the same place, in the same position, in the same posture. And I'm praying tonight that we're going to catch this. Whatever it is that, whatever area you are trusting God in, I'm saying to you, by faith in Jesus' name, you need to begin making some actions. Because the Bible says in Mark 16, after Jesus had challenged them, the Bible said, and they went forth and preached everywhere. If they didn't go forth, there would be no confirmation of signs. But because they went, Jesus was obligated to confirm the word with signs following. If they didn't go, there will be, no, be no reason to confirm anything. Do you not know there are many debts waiting to be raised right now, but they're waiting for, for me and you? And if we don't go, they'll stay dead. Many healings waiting to take place, but they're waiting for you and I to activate it. And unless we do so, it will not happen. Think about that. 
Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Okay, let's start from verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does these things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now verse 8 is really where I'm going. Look at what it says. To confirm these three dimensions we're talking about. But what does it say? The word is near you. Where? Where is it near? In your mouth. And in your heart. That God has raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. Verse 10 says, For with your heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see? So you have to do both. And then of course James tells us that faith without works is dead. Now please go back, go with me now to Hebrews 11 and we, we, are, we are almost ready to pray. Hebrews 11 in Amplified. Hebrews 11 verse 22. When Pastor Baker was here a few weeks ago, he made a declaration and I truly I latch on to it and I, I believe it. And that is, God will send men and women out of this congregation. There will be a sign and a wonder. People will be breaking the doors down to find out how is it happening. And it's going to be happening because God is doing it. And because there are people who have totally connected with what God is doing and they get the benefit of it. Amen? Now, Last Sunday, I believe it is, we, we stopped in verse 22, Hebrews eleven twenty-two. 22. Actuated by faith, Joseph, when nearing the end of his life, referred to the promise of God for the departure of the Israelites out of Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his own bones. And you know, even though that's not what I wanted, to, this, that's not, not where I want to focus on tonight, but every time I read that, that thing arrests me. This man lived out his faith life and even at the point of his death never lost sight of the faith of God. That God was faithful even in death. That he had to give instruction when I die, don't bury me. Embalm me, place me in a coffin because God is here going to speak and when you guys leave, take me with you. Hello? Do you guys understand this? Joseph, now, understand what he was saying is, he was not lacking anything. He was his second in command in Egypt. So you would think he would have acquired and have everything he could ever desire to have. But yet, there was a yearning in him for more in God. No matter what God has done for you today, God has more for you. Don't settle for less. I'm trying to tell you something. Don't settle for the mundane, for vanity, for just the cheap stuff. No. God has much more. There are more depths of riches and treasures in God that you and I cannot mine in 10,000 years. Yes. 
That even this guy, as he was about to go see Jesus in death, he said, listen, I know him. He promised he made, he will fulfill it. Don't bury my bones in Egypt. Take me with you when you go. 430 years later. And they did. And God did. Oh, glory to God. Let's give God a shout, man. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Here we live in the most powerful nation on the face of the earth. And our Congress, our government cannot make a promise that can last one year. If it lasts a year, I mean, we, we really, really salute. Really. Politicians. They make one promise to this one, a different one to this one. But God is no respect of person. Only respect of faith. It's not a man that it should lie concerning you. Neither the son of man that should repent. Has he not said it, will he not do it? What an assurance. Faith, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. That what hope means a secure, positive expectation of a certainty. Certain. Now, verse 23 is where I'm going tonight, and then we're going to pray. Hebrews 11 23. Prompted by faith, Moses, after his birth, was kept concealed. For three months by his parents because they saw how comely the child was and they were not overheard and terrified by the king's decree. In a time when the king had issued a decree, every male child to be killed, dead, the parents saw this boy and they said it was comely. Another transition said it was beautiful. God has made our ashes for beauty. Only God can make anyone beautiful. He has created and made everything beautiful in his own time. And those parents, they located that. They said, no, 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 no. I don't know about anybody else's child. This is a beautiful child. I'm praying for you tonight as a parent that you're going to see the beauty of God over your children. And as a result of what you see, regardless of what is happening around them, regardless of what's happening in their school system, you are going to stand with God in spite of the king's decree. And you are going to say, God has issued another decree for my child. I shall be so. Think of the implication. If Moses' parents did not know God and trust God and hid the boy for three months, if they had given the boy up, Israel would have had no deliverer. But because one parent dared to be different, only God knows how many children were killed in that edict. And one parent said, no, I will stand with God as a majority. I don't care what anybody else is doing. And I pray that same grace for you tonight. That no matter what's happening in a marketplace, in a school system, anywhere you are, no matter what is happening, you will stand with God and not with the crowd. In the name of Jesus and the God you stand with, that God will sustain you, that God will protect you, that God will keep you, that God will bless you, and that God will lift you up. In the name of Jesus, 
our children are not for sale. Our children are not for compromise. Our children are not for the devil. They belong to God. What a powerful conviction that she hit the ball. And then when the time came, the prompting came in her. Man, you see, we need to read these things and read them slowly. Because when that day came, she knew to package the boy in a basket and put him in the river now. We are crocodiles. Fellowship all day long. For her to do that, she knew her God. Not only did she know her God, she knew the creator of the, of the now. Hey, hallelujah. She could not be afraid of the now because she knew who made the now. And she put him there and went and he said, I will see the wonder that God will do. Ah, come and see the wonder of my God. Come and see the wonder of my she was hiding. She said, I know God will show up. And look how God honored her faith. The daughter of Pharaoh showed up. And she was looking for someone to keep the boy. And she came to their mother and said, help me raise this child. That's what God has in store for you. Amen. That's why you and I cannot afford to make a compromise. You compromise with the devil, you give away your destiny. You stand with God. The thing which you fear the most, when you stand with God, God turns it around and is brought back to your lap. She gave the child over to God and God brought it right back to her. Under the protective custody of Pharaoh and Egypt. Change the ball game. Change. God. Say God is a game changer. Say God is a game changer. God will change my game. It's changing yours now. But the, the point we made at the beginning is what I don't want to miss. The mother not only believed, she took action. She took action. She could have believed God and held the boy in the house. She took action. And that action that she took in the natural would scare any normal human being to place a little baby in a basket in the Nile River and hoping for the best. What am I saying to you? I'm double daring you. Believe God and step out. What should do what only him can do? It works. It works. Verse 24. Verse 24. Arise by faith, Moses, when he had grown to maturity and become great, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Because he preferred to share the oppression, suffer the hardships, and bear the shame of the people of God rather than to have the fleeting enjoyment of a sinful life. It's too much. 
too much. Why? Why would anybody give up the privilege of the palace? You look at these two stories, Joseph and Moses. They're opposites. For Joseph, he went from the prison to the palace. And we applaud and say, wow, look at what God did. For Moses, he went from the palace to the backside of the desert. And the same God is at work. Oh my goodness. The same God accomplishing his purpose in both of the people. Why am I sharing this with you? I don't want you to think that God is just unidirectional. That there's only one way for which God is going to do what he needs to do. No! He's taking some from the prison to the palace and some from the palace to the backside of the desert for a return when your return time will be glorious. It's easy to get pigeonholed and look at Joseph as a mother. No, no. It's a mother for that season. But it's not a mother for all season. You need to understand that. Some of us will go from the palace to the back side of the desert, but the same God will be with you. Even the back side of the desert, the glory of God will be upon you. You have authority and you carry command in the name of Jesus. What God did in Joseph was good for Egypt. But what God will do in Moses will be good not only for Egypt, but for all the Canaanite nations that they will have to deal with and conquer. So the preparations are different. You must understand that. So that we don't confuse and say, well, because God dealt with Pastor Sharon this way, that's the only way he's going to do it. No, 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 no. Each one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose and for a unique ministry. But the same God working in all of it. So the issue is, if God is the one that's working it, just resign to it. Enjoy the ride. Why? Because at the end, it will speak. Hallelujah! At the end, it will speak great things. Moses left the palace, went to the wilderness, and what happened later? He returned back to the palace. But when he came back to the palace, with authority. Hey! Hallelujah! When he was in the palace, he was subject to Pharaoh. When he came back to the palace, Pharaoh was subject to him. It's a trade-off. You can park in the palace all day long and you will never get to that point where you can be over Pharaoh. And God is saying, you are serving Pharaoh now. If you just follow me to the backside of the let me give you another preparation. Another curriculum. And when you return to Pharaoh, Pharaoh will be looking around and begging you. Let's just pray. It's too much. Too much. Three dimensions of believing. You trust God in your heart. You rely upon his word. And you take corresponding action. Pastor, come, 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 come. Come. I want us to pray. Um, Look at this scripture in Luke 19. Luke 19. 
thank you Lord Jesus this is the first prayer point I want us to, to pray tonight in Luke 19 beginning from verse 28 he said when he had said this he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem and it came to pass when he drew near to Bethage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet that he sent two of his disciples saying go into the village opposite you where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat lose it and bring it here now let me let me just give you context there or perspective a colt on which no one has ever sat is a wild coat it's not been tamed you don't want to be the one riding on it on a colt that's not been tamed because you don't know what it's going to do but jesus said that colt that's not broken that one that's not broken loose it and bring it to me and if anybody asks you why are you losing this cold? Tell them that the Lord has need of it. What I, want, what I want us to pray tonight is every single one of us here are the cold that Jesus wants to ride into fame. He has need of us. And the need he has for us is to be able to manifest for his glory. Because when he wrote this cult, as you read, if you read on, everybody was saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one that comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, the cult brought him glory. That's what God wants of my life and your life tonight. And he's going to use us to bring glory because the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to be loosed. Whatever has been tying us down, God wants to lose it. Whatever has been hindering you and I in, 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 in order to move forward and go forth to him, God wants to break it. Amen. He wants to break the chains, lose the shackles, so that we can be free to serve and to bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you ready tonight? Yes. Are you ready tonight? Yes. Are you ready tonight? Yes. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands tonight with me, just give him praise. 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 Give him praise in the house. Give him praise. Give him praise in the house. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Thank you for your word that has come forth. We receive it, O God. We thank you for the manifestation of this word in our life in the name of Jesus. Father, upon your word we stand tonight. And as you send forth your word, Almighty God, that Lord, there is a cult that has been tied down. You said, lose it, O God, because the Father has need of it. Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, every shackles that has held us back, the things that has tied us down, my Lord, by the power of the name of Jesus, Father, we declare we are loose tonight from every lies of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Every blind spot is removed in the name of Jesus. Every stumbling block we remove in the name of Jesus. My God, every stumbling block of unbelief, Father, we bury it tonight in the name of Jesus. You said he that the Son has set free.
free. You said it's free indeed. My God, tonight in the name of Jesus, we stand upon the liberty of the resurrection power of Jesus and we declare every lies of the enemy is being broken in our life. When Jesus said it is finished, we invoke the finished work of Christ upon every aspect of our lives in the name of Jesus. We declare who are thou on mountain before Zerubbabel. Thou has been made plain tonight in the name of Jesus. We declare every mountain is leveled. Every valley is filled. The crooked is made straight. The rough is made smooth. In the name of Jesus, light arise in darkness. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. For we are the circumcised of the Lord. We take no delight in the flesh. We take no delight in any hindrance. We look at your finished work. You said the things that we see, they are temporal. You said the things that we do not see, they are eternal. We focus our eyes on the eternal. For your word declares, oh God, that by faith, almighty God, they were able to conquer kingdoms. My God, we rise up in faith. We declare kingdoms are already conquered. Because Jesus has given us the victory. Father, we are established in victory. We walk in victory. Victory is our passion. In the name of Jesus. Our Father Lord tonight. You said we should not cast away our confidence. That as a great recompense of reward. My Lord tonight oh God. We rise up in confidence. We declare my God almighty. That which you have given us we lay hold of. We declare we manifest the goodness of God. We are for signs and we are for wonders. Father we are the one oh God that are the display of your glory. We are the display of your riches. We are the carriers of your wealth. We are the one that are full of the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. You said we behold in a mirror. You said we are transformed to that same image. My Lord, tonight we behold through the lenses of the scriptures. We behold your finished work concerning us. We look at healing, we are healed. When it comes to riches, we are blessed. When it comes to peace, we receive it. My Lord, tonight, therefore, in the name of Jesus, as we behold peace, oh God, we thank you that we are peace. As we behold riches, we thank you we are wealthy. As we behold healing, oh God, we thank you, Lord, we walk in divine health. Lord, therefore, tonight, in the name of Jesus, every lies of the enemy will shut it out. You said he's a liar and he's the father of lies. My Lord, we bring to remembrance who we are. We are the children of the Most High God. We have been bought with a price. A trophy has been handed to us. A reward has been given to us. My Lord, therefore, in the name of Jesus, we do not stand anymore at the sideline. We come into our inheritance. We establish in our inheritance. We declare, Lord, everything that we lay our hands on. We declare we receive it. We possess it. You say, wherever the soul of our future trends, you said you have given us to possess. My Lord, we step into every territory you've given us. Yes, Lord. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. You said we will not stop you will not stop Yes. Never. Over us, yes. Father, we declare, Lord, the eyes of God is the eyes of victory. Yes. 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 Thank you, Lord. Yes. 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 Comfort. In the name of Jesus. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody bless his name tonight. Somebody bless his name tonight. Somebody bless his name tonight. The Lord is the power. I don't know why. Giving to us. All that pertain <laughs> to life and godliness. My Lord, to life in the name of Jesus. All that you have given us, we declare by faith they begin to manifest in every aspect of our lives. Who shall tap and destiny to bless us? Oh, that was From the east, from the south, yes. from the north. Yes. We declare they will come forth. Yes. 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 Lord. When they gave Jesus the scroll to read, he said this day. Is this scripture? It's fulfilled in your ears. Fulfilled in your ears. Yep. Father, we look at your promises. Yes. We read it soon. Yes. We lift our voice and our hands towards heaven and our eyes. Yes. And we declare. Yes. This day. Yes. Is this promise? Yes. Fulfilled. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Set to in heaven, it is set.
ਸੋ ਕਿਹਾ ਬੋਲੇ